0: Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory: The Ultimate Prediction Podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel, and I'm Sean. And this, I was, I, ooh. <laughs> This episode, we're actually talking. We're actually a, a old fashioned mm-hmm. Smash Bros. roster prediction episode. Yeah, don't get these that often
1: anymore in a Smashing Theory lore. <laughs> How is this lore? We're adding to the rich lore of our podcast, which is many
0: episodes long. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is just an episode. This is just a thing that we do.
1: Yeah, and then you know, periodically, as it ages, like a fine wine or an expensive cheese, it will contribute to the
0: lore. I feel like you're you're killing the meaning of the word lore. I feel like you're killing the mood of this podcast. I, I feel, I feel like you and I will like go to dinner later, and and you'll like you'll take a bite. It's like, oh, this is great taste lore for our house. <laughs> I'm totally gonna start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyway, welcome everybody. Today is us predicting the next fighter uh, pack. For super smash bros ultimate which we know will revolve around arms yes now this is this is kind of fun because nintendo has told us that the next fighter for smash ultimate is going to be from the arms franchise yes. and will come with stage and music and all that but that's that's pretty much it we don't know the specific fighter which is the first time nintendo has done this with one of their announcements yeah
1: it's as if they tailor made this announcement for our podcast <laughs> <actually>. thanks nintendo <laughs> good
0: looking out yeah Also, we know that the announcement and the the official reveal alongside the release of this fighter will happen in June. Right. Presumably during a direct that was initially going to be an E3 direct before E3 got canceled. Sure, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So, we don't have any corrections from the last episode. Because we're perfect. Sure. (laughs) Uh, We don't have any news. Uh, so, we can just get into talking about ARMS. Alright, dive into those appendages. So, some fun stuff, some interesting stuff about ARMS. Being added into Smash is kind of, uh, kind of all the milestones that it sets by being added into Smash. Okay. ARMS is going to be the first series represented in Smash Bros. with a playable character that debuted on the Switch. That's...
1: You know, I was going to say that's crazy. It's not, actually. Nintendo doesn't come up with brand new IPs super often.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, on that note, actually, uh, ARMS will be the youngest franchise of a playable representative, uh, coming out in June 2017. The second youngest is Splatoon, Uh which debuted on the Wii U, came out May 2015. Right. And the third youngest is Xenoblade Chronicles, which came out June 2010. Wow. So yeah, okay. they like a lot of a lot of franchises that debut in Smash tend to be like legacy franchises, sure. like franchises that have a long history. And even if they're focusing on kind of a newer representative from a franchise, it's still a franchise with a long history. Like say Persona. Yeah. That makes like sense. Joker is a younger character. Uh, well joker's character design has existed before splatoon but was not released in a video game until after splatoon (laughs) right sure because that game took like six years to make yeah and uh yeah i feel like persona 5 with its main character was shown in full before splatoon came out but maybe i'm wrong
1: i do not remember the development history of either of those games
0: well, maybe we'll have a correction, at least one correction to make in the next episode. Oh,
1: perfect streak ruined by Daniel. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> ARMS is also the first first party fighting game to get a Smash rep.
1: Wow, right, because how often does Nintendo make fighting games?
0: Not very often. Right. Uh, there was Joy Mech Fight for right. the NES. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. There's pro wrestling. Sure. A lot of old shit. Yeah, but not so much not new not new shit. Yeah. C- Custom Robo could charitably be described as a fighting game, but it doesn't have a playable rep. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Smash doesn't really have like there's no
0: Smash OCs that are playable. Right. Know? In fact, there's only exactly 3 characters from fighting games in Smash period right now. Mm-hmm. Ryu, Terry, uh well, c- Ken. Oh yeah. Ryu, Ken. Terry, and now Arm's character. Okay. Mystery Arm's boy or girl. That's wild. Or just, you know, person. Right. Or, or slime monster. Sure. Yeah.
1: Single arm crawling along the ground. What? That was just, I. you know, I was just continuing the trend of things becoming less human as you named them.
0: Yeah, but the things I said were all things that are in the game. Yeah, and I have an imagination, so I made something up. Great. Okay. <laughs> the uh, and finally arms is or will be once uh once it's added will be the only franchise with a playable representative to have only one game in its franchise to date besides ice climber wow yeah every other game every other franchise has had two games or more uh in their release history that's wild yeah even stuff like we fit uh-huh. Uh, you know, like again Joker from Persona still that franchise still has four mm-hmm. other games that precede it. Um not counting Persona Q and shit. Right. And you know, like uh
1: Shulk this would have been true of Shulk in Smash 4, but now it's not. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. now we've got Xenoblade X, Xenoblade 2, mm-hmm. Xenoblade, you know, all the all the remasters of yeah. Xenoblade we've gotten actually. No, Xenoblade Chronicles X did come out after Smash 4. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so Arms is a is a very special game. Most mostly just by virtue of being pretty new and yes. yeah. And in Smash, but I thought there was those were some neat stats. Good highlights. Yeah. So with that, let's make some predictions. Okay. So first off, the biggest thing to predict is obviously character stuff. Yes. So Arms is an interesting franchise in mm-hmm. that there's already some arm stuff in Smash Bros. all added in because at the time Sakurai was making Ultimate, he wanted to put some arm stuff in there, but Arms was introduced to his development team too late. Right. It, by the time he knew about Arms, he had already made the character like roster document. Yeah. So he put Springman, the protagonist of Arms, in the game as an assist trophy. Along with me, costumes for Springman and Ribbon Girl. Right. Uh, those two characters are really the best candidates for playable status mm-hmm. in Smash Bros. From Arms, and yet the way they've been
1: included in the game would normally be disqualifying, exactly, the terms of
0: our usual prediction stuff. Exactly. So it, this is a really interesting thing. Or. Are we getting Springman, and you'll be the first character to be both a playable character and an assist trophy? Mm-hmm. Are we getting Ribbon Girl, even though she's a me costume already? Or are we getting a completely different ARMS character so that this weird arbitrary <laughs> limitation stays intact? Right. Yeah. And that is something we'll explore over our character discussions. It could be said that that's the crux of this episode. Yeah, it might be the main discussion point. <laughs> Also, uh there are some spirits already in the game from ARMS. Right. Uh Springman and Ribbon Girl, but mm-hmm. also Mechanica, uh a girl in a big robot mech suit. Right. The and her uh Oh yeah. I guess we should kind of talk a little bit about ARMS itself. Sure. Uh you know, fighting game, Nintendo's been talking it up a lot, go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's a fighting game where everyone has long, stretchable arms. In the lore of the game, that's this is how you use the word lohan <laughs> uh these arms were all granted to normal humans in various like phenomenal ways okay. like uh, a a bunch of humans like woke up with these with these arms <clears throat> suddenly the these arms that can like stretch and have powers and stuff and uh and some characters are like like basically like have artificial arms like huh. Uh, like Mechanica just built a robot suit with arms so that she could compete in like arms tournaments and stuff. Okay. Uh, some characters got arms added to themselves via genetic experimentation and <laughs> stuff. Yeah, lot, lots of lots of wacky story stuff in the world of Arms that the game itself doesn't even scratch the surface of because yeah, there's no. no story mode. <laughs> I
1: got no inkling of that at all as I was doing the Arms Trial. Yeah, a couple weeks ago.
0: But yeah, like, it's a 3D arena game, and using the Joy-Cons and motion controls you punch for to, like, shoot your arm mm-hmm. towards your opponent, and you can kind of twist it to angle the arms, and uh, it's a it's a deceptively competitive game. Like, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of stuff going on for it, and the characters all have unique properties right. that make it a... Uh, a a cool it was a really neat experiment i thought it was uh i thought it was a cool thing that they made
1: yeah like i i didn't get super into it myself but the concept made me excited for like what they do with the franchise later on yeah Uh, i think that it's got a lot of potential
0: i'm really interested to see what they do with an arms too if they do something with an arms too
1: who was the character that you found yourself most drawn to during your arms experience who'd you like playing the most
0: Let's see. Uh, last time I played ARMS was before really any of the character updates, mm-hmm. but I think I remember liking Ribbon Girl the most. <laughs> I was actually
1: going to say the same thing. I like, I like that she's very, like, aerially focused. Yeah. And so you can kind of move around in the air in the way that a lot of other characters can't.
0: Yeah, Ribbon Girl and Min Min were both very cool. Okay. But we'll talk about them both in our discussion of which characters we think will be playable So there's 15 characters in ARMS. Yeah. Uh, There were 15 characters by the time they stopped adding characters to that game. And since ARMS is the only franchise we're talking about today, I thought we could talk about all 15 characters in my personal ranking of least likely to get added to the game to most likely to get added to Smash. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: Knowing what I know about the order of this list, I find it kind of surprising. So (laughs) let's dive
0: in. Stop peeking. (laughs) Stop looking at the outline I wrote for both of us. (laughs) Don't share it with me on Google Drive, then. (laughs) Bitch. Uh, So, uh, in last place, as least likely character to get added to the game is Bite and Bark. Yeah. A a policeman with a robot dog, Mm -hmm. basically in, in arms... He uses the robot dog to kind of facilitate his mobility. He can like jump off of the dog to like get a boost in his jump, Right. and the dog will be AI controlled and like shoot, uh, like shoot like pellets and stuff at the opponent, mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of support Bite that way. I think Bite Bark has a very unique move set, and I think it's so different from the rest of Arms's roster mm. that uh, that if Sakurai and Nintendo are putting a character in the game that is supposed to represent arms as a franchise and the way that arms works uh bite is such an bite and bark are such an outlier okay that i feel like uh yeah i i just they're so weird for an arms character <laughs> that i i don't think that they would be in Smash as kind of the de facto face of ARMS. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's
1: fair. Yeah. There are so many more iconic ARMS characters than, than Bite and Bark, who I always forget exists.
0: Yeah. And that's also the thing. I think they're amongst the least popular. So yeah. so yeah, Bite and Bark, least likely. Second least likely, Master Mummy. <laughs> a giant, a big heavyweight mummy yeah. uh, who heals when he blocks. That's a special ability. That's cool and he as a heavyweight he also has armor on some of his moves. Yeah, I think his character design is just kind of unremarkable and also like I feel he'd be a less fun character to translate into Smash Bros mm-hmm. out of the out of the roster. That's
1: fair. You could do a great trailer though where like Luigi is exploring the mansion and he a <laughs> master mummy, you know. Right. Yeah, That's sure.
0: Up next in the low tier of likelihood, uh, low the Pop. A a clown who I think like inflates. Yeah, it's part of her special ability. It's fine for her to be here because
1: the combination of what she is and the things that she does, like it, just makes me uncomfortable in the sense that like I feel as though there are people on the internet who like her a
0: little too much. Oh yeah, you we, know we don't I mean? have we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's funny it's funny you mentioned that she makes you uncomfortable because the producer of ARMS uh, basically made Lola Pop, and then and then a bunch of Americans, you know, re- reacted in a way that revealed their fear of clowns. <laughs> and the producer, like, said something in an interview, it's like, I, f- I found out after we made Lola Pop that a lot of Americans find her unsettling and scary because she's a clown. I feel like I have learned something about Americans and gained a power over them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thinks it's hilarious that we're scared of clowns over that, here in the states. I mean, that's that's a great way to put it too.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, dead. yes,
0: yeah. But anyway, Lola Pop is also like a post-launch character. Like mm-hmm. if she was a uh, she was like the first DLC, wasn't she? Um, technically no, but she she was uh she's she's a she was one of the first DLC characters. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I I feel generally like the post launch characters are less likely to yeah. uh just because they've had less time to kind of represent arms and uh and you know they they just didn't exist during a lot of that early promotional arm stuff that like really Puts arm. When you think of arms, you don't really think Lola Pop immediately. I yeah, I think. get that.
1: It, yeah. I mean, it'd almost be like, you know, like, okay, we're gonna add a Splatoon character to Smash, and it's Octoling!
0: Like, right, uh, yeah. You
1: know, this is cool, but weird.
0: Yes, yeah. Up next in the low tier is Misango, uh, who I think has a really dope character design, mm-hmm. and his... His moveset is really cool.
1: Yeah, I struggled with him, actually, during my arcade runs.
0: Yeah, he, like, he basically has, like, totems that he can put out, and then he can mm-hmm. fuse with the totems to gain new abilities. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, really wild character. He'd be awesome in Smash, <laughs> but I think, A, he's a DLC character. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the DLC was free, by the way. And, B, he's, yeah, he he just, I don't feel like he has that much popularity. Yeah. Uh and C, his moveset is so strange that it's the and Bark problem. Yeah. But I think his design's way cooler than than the other characters we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. He's slightly more likely than them, I feel, but still kind of just very unlikely. Yeah, I feel that. Uh oh, yeah, also I forgot to mention like a key mechanic of arms where like when you play you select like you select your arms from like a menu of arms yes and you get to pick like one for your left and one for your right at the start of the match and mm-hmm. they they all have different properties and stuff but each character on top of that has their own unique properties right like uh, like Masango's totems and Biden bark bark <laughs> bark for Biden and bark uh so you know the you can kind of like
1: even if you're playing as a different character than who you'd normally play, you can get some familiarity out of like choosing the same arms, or you yeah. can kind of choose whatever arms work best for the character. Yeah, there's variety there.
0: Yeah, it's it's really neat. Like mm-hmm. a surprising amount of depth is in all that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool when they actually tried to make a tournament scene for that game. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I. I look forward to either that game getting to a point, or you know, a sequel getting to a point where we actually see it at tournaments. I think that it could be really neat. Yeah, I generally just really like arena fighters, and hmm. they're having a hard time catching on. You
0: know, yeah, like
1: this and Pokken and like the Gundam stuff that they do. Like nothing's really
0: sticking. Yeah, Pockin had a bit of a scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, not, not a big one, but a bit of one.
1: But yeah, I'd I'd really like for an arena fighter to come out that. Uh, you know really catches on because i'm i'm good at them hmm. i you know I, I found that like i i had whatever pokemon that was at pocket that i was pretty good with um i've been playing kill luck hill if and i'm really good at that hmm. i mean you know really good relative to like people who are really good but you know sure i i find that it's easy for me to reach a level of competency that i'm happy with
0: Okay, I'm realizing now that I got so distracted during the spirits talk that I just jumped into character discussion. Oh. I, I didn't mention the other two spirits, right? Oh, right. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, Springman, Ribbon Girl, Mechanica, also Ninjara, who is, uh, who is a cool ninja. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind, kind, of, he's he's a ninja. Yeah. And uh, and Twin a fan favorite. Right. Um, and we'll you we'll talk about both of them. Sure. Over the course of this, but anyway, after Masango, the next likely character who is still pretty unlikely i feel is Mechanica. Okay. Cuz i think she's a liked character. Yes. Uh but you know she's uh she's a heavyweight character. She flies, she hovers around in a robot mm-hmm. and um i yeah i just feel like her moveset in smash wouldn't feel very arms, you okay. know, like it would just they, the the robot, the big robot suit she's in would uh yeah i i don't know a, a bit too unique for arms again Sure. To kind of yeah. I get that. Up next, Kid Cobra, who, you know, I actually already forget what his what his deal is. Same, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's he's got kind of like a, I, I don't know, like kind of a, like a cool like skateboarder aesthetic. Uh-huh. Um, and I yeah, I already forget his power set. I guess that's why he is this low on your list. Yeah, he's, yeah, Kid Cobra like kind of looks like he's like. Like breakdancing in his key art. His main mechanic is that he dashes a lot. He he can okay. he can charge and then do a bunch of consecutive dashes after the charge. That's kinda cool actually. Yeah. Um and when he attacks during a charge dash, all arms that change attack pattern will attack as if they were in midair. Oh interesting. Yeah. Huh. So like he, he can add versatility to his weapons even on the ground. That's the Sonic Fox
1: choice. Like, if he were to pick up arms, I feel as though there's weird shit that you can do with that character. Because of all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And I I think Kid Cobra has that thing. Like, that is neat for Kid Cobra to do. But Mm -hmm. I also think that overall, he's kind of unremarkable compared to the rest of the cast. And I... Like, yeah, just imagine, like, the trailer happens and it's Kid Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't see it. Mm -hmm. Uh... Now we're we're entering the tier of characters that I feel have some likelihood to them. Sure. So the least likely character out of the characters I feel are likely <laughs> is Dr. Coyle. Yes. Uh, the last DLC character released for the game and kind of the game's final boss, basically. Right. Uh, the, kind of the secret final boss of the game. She is... Uh, I think she basically kind of invented arms or something uh, yeah something like that and yeah she's she's evil her design is fucking awesome
1: yeah i played her and i know i enjoyed her but i don't quite remember what her deal was she f- she flies right like, yes she
0: hovers around the screen um and uh and she is never fully on the ground but right. even when she's in the air her arms are treated like grounded versions of her arms okay Right. yeah and yeah she she's just really badass it'd be kind of a fun spin to have the first representative of a franchise be the boss of that franchise yeah. instead of, like, the the playable, like, you know, kind of the default playable character. I'm into it. Yeah. And I think that'd be neat, but ultimately, I think her gimmick doesn't, like, it doesn't represent arms well enough mm-hmm. to, you know, like a character that just kind of flies around and, yeah, that's also not very Smash compatible, <laughs> you know? Right, unless it was like a peach style hover, like that yeah. kind of
1: thing. But yeah, I get you.
0: Yeah, but since she's always hovering, yeah, I I I, I see Sakurai kind of having trouble justifying her existence in Smash. Okay. Then up next, the other final boss, uh-huh. the first final boss of Arms, is Max Brass. Right. Uh, who's, who's I think when the game first came out, he was not playable yet. Okay. But then he was like added in like the next patch as a playable character. I see. And uh, and yeah, he's kind of uh. Like he's kind of like also considered kind of like Springman's like the the Akuma to Springman's Ryu. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, he's and, given in to the
1: Satsui no Arms. Well, no, not the, anyway. And now he'll murder
0: anyone. I meant in terms of like gameplay, not in terms of. He's got a big fucking nose.
1: Tell me about Max. Braskin. Story no.
0: story wise, he's more just like Arms Hercule, right. you know, like he's he's considered like the champ of arms, yeah. and uh, although he has the skill to back it up, he certainly. does have the skill to back it up, yeah. Which Hercule kind of did, like well, in, in early right. Dragon Ball, like he he actually is one of the strongest humans on the yeah, planet. You can't. There's you just can't. so many Saiyans around right. that it doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Yeah. And fucking weird purple aliens <laughs> and and cat people that are also gods anyway uh max brass i see i see some likelihood to him being playable i think it like the same thing right it'd be cool if like a boss was the Mm -hmm. playable rep and i think he uh i think he has a lot of that classic arms gameplay that makes him a lot more likely yes but i do think there's a decent amount of characters that are considerably more iconic than him okay and uh, I, I think they're more likely picks, such as Twintel. This was what I meant
1: when I said I was surprised by the order of your list. I cannot believe she's not in your top three. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she. I feel as though she was the runaway popular character of this game. Oh,
0: she is, she is one of the breakout most popular characters in the franchise, for sure. Yes. Uh, And I feel like she'll... So... I guess here's a here's a couple dings against her. Mm-hmm. Uh one when the Smash announcement was made for arms, mm-hmm. they mentioned that this character has arms that can stretch uh-huh. and therefore the development time will also be stretched. Sure. Twintel doesn't have arms that can stretch. Her hair is what stretches.
1: Oh oh my god like this
0: is the most daniel objection to
1: a character (laughs) that i've ever heard in my life
0: what's funny is that didn't occur to me until someone tweeted that at us (laughs) who who tweeted that at us uh atlas fathom was the one who said one of the choices i think it's not is uh is twintel because the poster says this fighter's arms really extend (laughs) And she has regular arms. She fights with her hair. Congratulations, Atlas Fathom! You have become Daniel. You can <laughs> take over hosting the podcast at any time. Uh, I don't think that straight up disqualifies her. Uh, and actually, hold on a sec. Let me let me look at that picture real quick. The picture says this fighter's arms can extend, and arms is not in all caps. Okay. Uh, so. The the special ability, like the like the arms, right? Yeah. The arms that all these characters have, uh, are referred to as arms in all caps whenever uh, mm-hmm. whenever they're talked about, right? Okay. Um. So there's a lot of characters who both have lowercase arms and uppercase arms. However, Twintel, uh, who's a lot of characters have lowercase arms that are also their uppercase arms. Okay. So you know, so for example, if you just said. Springman's arms can really extend yeah like yeah his his arms lowercase can extend because they are also his arms in all caps however to entail, her arms in lowercase cannot extend only her arms in uppercase which are her hair i would just like
1: to say that i'm going to proceed through this prediction assuming that you didn't say any of that shit <laughs> assuming that none of it matters because none of it matters <laughs> if this character is not Twintel. It is not because of
0: this. Here's here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The person who made this poster, the person who made this image that said, this fighter's arms can extend. If they knew that the character was Twintel... Why would they say that misleading thing? Because they're not thinking about shit like this. <laughs> but they're they just can... making a poster. <laughs> but they can look at Twintel and see that her arms are not extending because she has regular arms. Do you have any actual reasons that Twintel
1: is this low on your list, or can we
0: move on? Yes, another I said a couple things. The second thing is that Sakurai has been discouraged lately from putting characters in the game that have sex appeal. Okay. That's yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, like he just was like the ER, the ESRB, or rather the Cero board mm-hmm. of ratings, pretty much banned him from even putting my Shirinui in the background right. of a King of Fighters stage because you know she was there, she would have like changed the rating of the game <laughs> if she would have got put sure. in. So, while Twintel doesn't have like the same costume elements that my Shirinui has mm-hmm. that prevented that from happening, but like. One of her defining characteristics, especially according to the fan base, is like her big old butt yes. so I could see that I could see Sakurai like struggling mm-hmm. with implementing that in a way that doesn't get saro and e s r b like on him struggling with the butt <laughs> and yeah she she is a she's a cool character uh i I like her design a lot her character animations would be so different than any other ARMS characters. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason I think that could be a problem. And okay. maybe we'll talk about that later.
1: I will accept the two subsequent reasons that you stated for Twintel not being included as valid reasons.
0: Well... I think everything I said was a valid reason, and once she's not playable... It'll be because she has regular arms. Oh my God. So, anyway, um, we've got, let's see, we've got f- one, two, three, four, five, six characters left I haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. And these are all kind of in the upper echelon of likelihood. Sure. Number 10 is Springtron. All right. Uh, the robot version of Springman. <laughs> and uh, I think if Springtron is in the game, as the playable rep, it's because Sakurai really, <laughs> really didn't want to promote. Like, didn't really didn't want to do Springman as an assist trophy and a playable character. Yeah, so he did Springtron to cheat. I mean, this for
1: me would be like among the least likely characters, just because I feel as though if Springtron is going to be in the game, it's going to be like as an alternate costume for Springman.
0: Sure, I think, I think Springtron is possible, but only like only. F- Sakurai is particularly weird about the assist trophy thing. Do you and think he's more likely than TwinTel? Yeah, very slightly. Like, I mean, okay. Yeah, like TwinTel has those other reasons. Uh huh. Springtron is a
1: palette swap. I mean, not not a palette swap, but you know, he's he's Springman in robot form.
0: Yeah. Like, I I think Springman being included in any form is more likely than TwinTel.
1: Okay, I think that if Springman is included, it's not going to be with Springtron being like the primary form that he's in. I I think Springtron is less likely than five other characters. I mean he should be less likely than fifteen other fourteen <laughs> other characters.
0: Uh I think even if I super took your input to heart, he would still be more likely than Biden Bark. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Nah, I just like I, I don't think Springtron is very likely, mm-hmm. but I, I think there's a world in which he could be playable and uh and without without Springman, you know, like this this is only if Sakurai's being particularly cheeky about the fact that Springman is already in the cis trophy and if he's kind of like doing this specifically to subvert expectations. Like that's that's the that's the scenario where I think Springtron is the playable character, and I think there's there's a decent amount of likelihood to that. I I would not rule that out as a distinct possibility. I think there's a non-zero chance, but
1: only in the same sense that there's a non-zero chance of me quitting my job and becoming a
0: professional juggler. <laughs> like I would I would honestly be surprised if if Springtron. Is the playable slot, Mm -hmm. but I'd be a little more surprised if Twintel was also.
1: Uh, well, you do you, Daniel.
0: I will do me, (laughs) Sean. (laughs) I get that. But next, most likely is Helix, okay? The the green goopy man, (laughs) man in quotation marks. His his title in arms is literally the quote man unquote of mystery. Um, okay. <laughs> but he, according to his bio and everything, he does use he pronouns, so okay. I'll, I'll keep using he pronouns for him. Sure. I mean, I, it could be that they meant, you know, goo thing
1: as opposed to person rather yeah. than woman as opposed to man. Oh, and yeah. No, it's,
0: exactly. Like, it's, yeah. as in, like, he's, he is a being made of goop. Right. Uh, so he's not, like, it's questionable whether or not he's human. Right, yes, yeah. Uh, but he does use use he pronouns, so he's the quote man unquote of mystery. Right. Yes. Uh because he's not a human, but he does like swinging his arms around. Uh and Helix is a weird pick, but I think it's a very Sakurai weird pick. Okay. Uh like he's he's definitely a very gimmicky arms character, but I think a lot of his weird gimmicks would translate very well to a smash moveset. Sure. Uh he can stretch his body around, he can when he dashes forward, he becomes like kind of an Alex Mack's like slime on the uh, ground. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's a reference. Yeah. Alex Mack. Yeah. <laughs> Alex I,
1: Mack was a TV show on Nickelodeon in the 90s about a girl who gets splashed with chemicals and gains weird powers, including turning into goo and sliding around. Just FYI for anybody listening to this who does not know what that is.
0: You're right, because I have I have shown my age by making that <laughs> reference. I just realized that. Yes, I am. We old... both watched Alex Mack, so you're showing our age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah i'm i'm old so so he's got some cool like slime stuff he can do in addition to cool arm stuff he can do Mm -hmm. and also i think he's he's a pretty iconic arms character sure you know like uh like very unique aesthetic very very prominent i might not think of lola pop right away when i think of arms but helix is like right up there yeah he's he's definitely a fairly iconic member of the cast sure so I think if Sakurai wants to get weird, he could go with Helix. Okay. And now we're we're in like the top 4, mm-hmm. right? Fourth place goes to Ninjara, okay. The Ninja Man. Yeah. I I think he's a fairly iconic character. He seems pretty liked by the fan base. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like ninjas? Yeah. And yeah, he's I feel like he's got cool game mechanics, uh like he kind of has a ninja teleport. Nice. And uh and, you know, it's just, like, a very cool, fast, agile character with a lot of mobility, which works for Smash. Sure. I think the fact that there's multiple ninja characters already playable in Smash could hurt his chances a bit, especially when there's a lot of non-ninja mm-hmm. options to pick from within ARMS. Sure. So, like, you know, basically within ARMS he has, a, he has an identity very carved out, but he kind of loses some of that identity when he goes into Smash and hangs out with all these other ninjas, right? Mm, yeah, that's fair. So... Although again, I would appreciate a trailer
1: where it's like Ninjara versus Greninja or they like both do a cool ninja pose, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. There's stuff.
0: That there is stuff, you're right. But then we're in the top three, and I think these are all characters that are very likely. Okay. Third place, Springman. Sure. Uh He's he's the main character. Yeah, he's you know, the, man. the The only thing that complicates this is the Assist Trophy thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think the Assist Trophy thing is necessarily a deal breaker. Okay. One thing that I think could happen is that Springman is added to Smash, and either the Springman Assist Trophy gets replaced with a different ARMS character, mm-hmm. like, say, Ribbon Girl or something. sure, Or Twintel. Yeah. Or... The assist trophy stays Springman, but it changes to a different arms character when Springman is playable and on the field. Okay. Or the Springman Assist Trophy just won't appear on stage at all when Springman is being played as. Okay. Right? Like if you if you pop out an assist trophy while Springman playable version is on the stage, you will never get a Springman Assist Trophy. Mm-hmm. Or, finally. Sakai will not give a shit and you can summon Springman while you're Springman and there'll just be two Springmans on the screen and or whenever
1: it's Spring-Man, the assist trophy is Springtron.
0: Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Alternately, Springtron is the one playable and that way he can summon a Springman to assist trophy no problem. Let me clarify
1: <laughs> here. I th- I do not think that this character is going to be Springtron. I think it's extremely unlikely. I think that if this character is Springtron, that's an objectively bad decision. Oh,
0: I I wouldn't argue where I'm at. I wouldn't argue with you there. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't love it to be Springtron, but I can see see weird decisions being made. I cannot see that. (laughs) I'm blind to those decisions because they're stupid. But now that we're here, I think it's more likely that Springman himself will be playable than Springtron being playable to justify the existence of the Springman Assist trophy.
1: I agree with you on that incredibly specific point.
0: <laughs> uh, and yeah, like, you know, Spring Man not only is an iconic design that is the face of the whole franchise, but he also has a very balanced moveset within ARMS yes. that would represent ARMS as a franchise itself perfectly in Smash. Yes. That was kind of run on sentence. That all make that all make sense? It made sense. Yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, third place, and the only the only reason he's not first is because I wonder if they'll try to justify, they'll try to mess with the assist trophy thing in a weird way. Sure. Like if Sakurai really thinks that that's a deconfirm, because maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to say that very clearly. I don't think that Sakurai or Nintendo necessarily thinks that Springman being an assist trophy. Is a deal breaker for him being playable, sure. And neither should we, but it is worth considering as a possibility that they do think that. Yes. So second most likely, Ribbon Girl. Mm-hmm. I think her being a me fighter is not a disqualifier at all, uh, because there's tons of me fighters with playable counterparts. Sure. Uh, you know, Mega Man, Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they all got me fighters. It's fine. Yeah. I think she'd be the first character to get a Mii Fighter and then uh, be playable. Okay. Or at least within the same game that the Mii Fighter was released in. Sure. I think there was at least one Mii Fighter promotion from 4 to Ultimate. Okay. But I can't think of what that is off the top of my head. Either way, Ribbon Girl is also great for Smash because her ability is that she has multiple jumps. Yes. So she could just kind of <laughs> Kirby her ass around. Uh-huh. In Smash, and she'd fit right in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, of course, she has access to the same repertoire of cool arm shit that Springman has access to. And she's a very iconic design. Mm-hmm. She's very beloved. Like, yes. uh, people love Ribbon Girl. She's really cool. And the box out of arms is just her decking Springman in the face. <laughs> they could allude to that in the trailer. Oh, oh yeah. The trailer could be, like making us think that it's spring man mm-hmm. for part of it. And then ribbon girl knocks his ass out. I like that. Yeah. However, I think the most likely character from a mix of being an iconic, beloved character to being able to represent the base arms move set really well mm-hmm. to also having their own unique moves. That would be really cool in a smash move set mm-hmm. uh, is min min. Okay. Min Min, the the ramen <laughs> arms person. What is her like? Actual like official fucking ramen bomber. The ramen bomber. I, you know, I think the ramen arms person sounded better. <laughs> uh, yeah, a one of the most iconic designs in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like, like rivals Twintel in how much the fan base loves her. Yeah, and B, uh, her gimmick is very cool. And it's that one of her arms can turn into a dragon that shoots laser beams. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I think she also kind of like has like some kung fu kick stuff going on. Okay. Uh, Min Min can execute a kick when dashing backwards on the ground or in any direction while in the air, which knocks down oncoming attacks. And by charging her arms for longer than usual or, or successfully completing a throw, Min Min can transform her left arm into a dragon. While in Dragon Form, the equipped arm will significantly increase in size and remain charged indefinitely until Min Min is knocked down. That is cool. Yeah. So there's obviously some very cool stuff you can do in Smash with that. On top of everything else, there was a thing called Arm's Party Crash. okay, Where basically, you know like those uh, those Splatoon, like the Splatfests? Yeah, yeah. Where like, you split into teams, like it's like ketchup versus mustard. Right. And then like... The, the if the side that gets the most points wins the Splatfest, and then either Pearl or Marina will gloat about right. how I'll catch up one. Uh, the Arms Party Crash was basically, uh, I think, a series of kind of competitions to kind of decide who the fan base's favorite arms character was. Okay. And the winner of Arms Party Crash was Min Min. Okay. Min Min won Arms Party Crash, second place was Ninjara, which nice. is part of why sure. he's so high. <laughs> and yeah, I could see basically like Nintendo being like, we have thought about arms characters and we decided to make Min Min, the winner of the Arms Party Crash, playable sure. because she is the she has been decided via like uh like an online poll as the favorite ARMS character. Yeah, I could see. Essentially. That.
1: I also think that she probably has the most moveset potential, just because she has the dragon thing going on. Yeah, like that's one more thing that other arms characters don't have. Yes,
0: so that's cool. And yeah, and she could do like cool like flip kicks and stuff, and mm-hmm. and she kind of has like she kind of has like a kung fu like you know fighting style on right. top of all that. So like, yeah, I think I think Min Min, a she'd be one of my favorite picks. I'd love yeah. to see her as the playable rep. But yeah, she'd, she'd be great. She'd, I agree. She'd be really great. And I feel like by by a small margin, she's the most likely. I could easily see it being Springman or Ribbon Girl instead of Min Min. Okay. But I think Min Min would be the most exciting. Yes. And the most likely among the choices that are really exciting. So then your top three
1: is Min Min, Ribbon Girl, Springman, one, it, two, three? Yes. Okay. My top three would be um, Min Min, Ribbon Girl, Twintel. Okay. Springman
0: out. Okay, so you don't think that Spring Man will be playable uh? maybe because
1: of the, the um, assist trophy thing? I mean, I think it's possible. I just don't think it's as likely as Min Min or Ribbon Girl or Twintel being playable. I think that they are all more interesting characters with greater moveset potential that fans would like more.
0: I think Twintel would be really interesting it has great move potential. Another thing about Twintel is that, like... Min Min and Ribbon Girl and even Spring Man all kind of have that aerial mobility. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be harder with Twintel because she feels, like, so much more grounded mm. just because, like, the arms are kind of, like, weighing her down. I don't know. That's just kind of yeah, a... Yeah,
1: I, I, I get where you're coming from. I think that you could easily just have it so that it's kind of, um like, a similar situation to, like, Link where maybe she can grab ledges with her hair or something. Sure, like yeah. Ways
0: around that. Yeah, yeah, like... Her up special would be like a tether where she, where, right. her aunt, where her where arms on her hair like reach out, yeah, uh, I still think that her arms can't stretch uh what are we talking about next <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one more character option I think is worth considering, mm-hmm. and I actually think this is also fairly likely. And that is that several ARMS characters will be the playable character. Right. Uh, all sharing a single slot. Okay. Uh, kind of like how Bowser Jr. is also all of the Koopalings. Right. And that's, that's kind of the main one, I guess. I think that several ARMS characters having the exact same moveset uh, will will be the playable character as different costumes for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, f- uh, four Arms characters specifically, okay. each of them having one alt color.
1: Right, sure.
0: I think those four characters would be Springman, Ribbon Girl, Minmin, Min, and Ninjara. Okay, uh, all characters that are kind of the face of the game, that are very popular with sure. their fan base, and could also you could also easily justify those four characters having very similar move sets. Mm-hmm. TwinTel would not be in that group. Because her animations would be so different. Because her arms can't stretch. Well, <laughs> yes, essentially yes. Because like, no, I, I yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're going that route, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So I, I think I don't know if the multi-character option is more likely than just Min Min by herself. Mm-hmm. I I guess my likelihood would probably be. Min Min in first place, mm-hmm. Ribbon Girl in second place, and then multi-character in third place. Okay. And then Spring Man in fourth.
1: I, I don't know if I'd put multi-character that
0: high. I I'm not,
1: you know, I'm not willing to discount the possibility. And yeah. I think that it's more likely than a lot of other characters on the list. Yeah. But I just think that there are like, you know, it's I think it's fine to do that with the hero. It's fine to do that with Bowser Jr., but each arms character kind of stylistically in terms of personality it feels like there's a lot that's different there
0: i i agree with that yeah uh the just the thing there for me is that there it feels like there's a reason that nintendo is hiding from us which arms character it is Mm -hmm. right either because the character they showed was just not ready to show in march Mm -hmm. or because the character they are going to show as the playable arms rep is a big cool surprise somehow. Okay. Like I don't, I don't think they'd be like it's going to be an arms character. We'll sh- we'll show you who it later. Uh, you know. I don't think they'd do that unless there's there's something interesting about who's playable.
1: Yeah, I mean my my assumption was that it was probably the first thing. Like due to complications of COVID nineteen or something. Sure. They had to move this character up or you know weren't able
0: to develop it as much as they wanted and i i feel like that's probably a thing to an extent Mm -hmm. but also like they'll be they'll be completely done in three months Mm -hmm. you know like if they'll be completely done in three months and ready to release that character in three months then how did they not even have enough for a trailer you know but like that's that's just the thought sure yeah yeah i get that i'm just i'm not completely persuaded that's fair um and I like I said I do think that's a possibility that sure that like the character was just not ready enough to show. Um however, I could I could just also easily see being like who the character is is so complicated to talk about that Sakurai is going to need that half hour to explain it to <laughs> us and if it's a multi-character situation, I could see that being the case. Okay. Yeah. I I mean that's just
1: that's something we've seen before. I don't know if I'd call it complicated. I, I I, that's
0: that that's fair. It's not like, hmm. When they revealed Hero, it was on the same day that Sakurai gave us a showcase of Hero and explained all the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, no, no. Okay, no. I don't don't look at me. I have no idea. Um, actually, yeah. I feel like the Hero showcase was on a different day than the Hero reveal, right? Because. The hero reveal was at E3, mm-hmm. alongside Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. And hero was, like, summer 2019, and banjo was fall 2019. Yeah. Hero was announced on June 11th and released on July 30th. Okay. So, there's there's that. You're right. Yeah, no, I just still get kind of a feeling there's something. There's something.
1: Okay. There's something.
0: But anyway, yeah, that's all our character... All of our character discussion, I guess we can slot this in here. Uh You and I made six character predictions for Fighters Pass 2. Right. Arms was neither of the. (laughs) None of those predictions were an Arms character. Right. Which means that we need to make room in our prediction lists, in each of our predictions lists, for an Arms character now that we know that an Arms character will be in Fighters Pass 2. Uh, so, my character predictions for the Fighters Pass 2 were Sora, Agumon from Digimon, Rillaboom from Pokemon, Heihachi mm. from Tekken, the Minecrafter, and Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Uh, your predictions are Monster Hunter from Monster Hunter. Yes. Phoenix Wright from Ace
1: Attorney. Right. The Chosen Undead from Dark Souls, Arlie Naja from Puyo Puyo, Urshifu from Pokemon, and Ricky from Xenoblade. Right. So for
0: me, uh, I was already kind of feeling iffy about Crash Bandicoot. Okay. So I'll... I might kick myself for this later. I still think there's a possibility of that. Sure. But I'm going to slide Crash Bandicoot out of there and slide Arm's character in. Okay. I'll remove Ricky. Yes, because Ricky's already... And Assist Trophy and a
1: Final Smash. I mean, hey, uh, you know... Uh, well, you're, I, rib, ribbon Man. I, 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 Think about that. I, 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 ribbon Man? <laughs> Think about that. Little, little Ribbon Dude. Little Ribbo. Spring Man. He's already an Assist Trophy. Think about
0: that. Um, Think about that, Daniel. It's amazing how... Long it took you to remember his name. <laughs> I had to scroll and look it up. I, I would never have remembered it. It's not like we were talking about it for half an hour. He's
1: incredibly unremarkable, and so is Springtron.
0: I don't know if Springman's unremarkable. I think he's got a good, like, quasi generic, but still, like, iconic design. I like the way Springman looks.
1: Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs>
0: You don't have to pretend that he's not cool so that your stupid mistake seems less stupid, Sean. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Faniel or whatever your name is. (laughs) See, and I'm very cool. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's our character discussion. Well, no, uh, I guess
1: the character discussion would be, who do you want to slot in? Which ARMS character specifically do you want to put in? Oh, yeah,
0: I guess guess Min-Min. I guess I'll slot in Min-Min specifically but i think ribbon girl's very likely i think i think multi character is very likely okay and i think springman's likely enough cool um yeah i'm going to put minmin in as well
1: actually i'll just agree with you on that
0: oh damn all right so we're sharing a character we're sharing a character a, a long time Yes. it's been a long time since <laughs> i've heard that thing happen <laughs> that was a good star wars reference daniel you really nailed it yeah I was I was thinking more of, like, it's been 82 years. Oh, okay. I thought you
1: were thinking, like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long oh, time. Oh, yes.
0: That That is also, yes. I completely fucked up that. <laughs> All right. So, we got some other stuff to predict, like stages. Yeah. So, a lot of cool stages in this game mm-hmm. to kind of pick between. I think I've narrowed it down to, like, six that I feel are, like, kind of likely. Okay. Uh, the versus spring stadium kind of the default you know sure. kind of the 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 main stage in arms like that's the that's the stage that's on the box art mm-hmm. and yeah spring spring stadium sure yeah uh the ribbon ring especially if ribbon girl is playable yeah. it's almost like kind of a like a fun flashy like stage mm-hmm. uh with, like, these weird glowing cubes that kind of materialize right. and vanish. And that could be, like, a fun stage hazard. Sure. The DNA lab, which is where, which is, like, Helix's stage and it's filled with all these, like, tubes and, like, background ARMS lore and right. stuff. Like, that's, I think that's a fun, uh, a fun stage that kind of plays with arms' identity. Yeah, that's neat. The Sky Arena, which is Max Brass's stage. and. Right. And the f- kind of the final boss stage, yeah. Which I I like that stage. It's neat. It's really yeah. kind of moody. Yeah, know. very very cool aesthetic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very armsy. Yeah. Uh, name redacted, <laughs> which is Doctor Coyle stage, and it's kind of just like a deeper part of the DNA lab. Mm-hmm. I Think of Doctor Coyle's playable, obviously, but also like uh, it's kind of t- you know it ties into a lot of arms lore and stuff. So I could sure. I feel like that's probably the least likely, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ramen bowl, which is Min Min stage. Right. Uh, it's, it's a big old ramen bowl. It's got a great aesthetic. It's a very cool looking stage. And, uh, yeah, I, since I think Min Min's most likely, I feel like the ramen bowl might be most likely. Okay. Followed by Spring Stadium,
1: followed by Ribbon Rain. I think that this is going to be a traveling stage where we go to three different stages. Ooh. Um, I'll say that we go to Spring Stadium, uh, sky arena and ramen bowl okay and there will be other arms characters standing in the background and posing that are different depending on which area you're in
0: Ooh, and the stage could just be called arms grand prix exactly yeah that's really good <laughs> i i could see that happening mm-hmm. the only reason i couldn't see it happening is because i feel like we've been getting a lot of traveling stages yeah. this dlc that's exactly why i'm
1: predicting this because i think it's just it's been a trend it, it's just kind I of could see it continuing
0: yeah because yeah Dragon Quest was a traveling stage. hmm Fire Emblem yeah. was a traveling stage. King of Fighters was not. Right, but Band- they had the people posing in the background. It does have the people posing in the background. Bandoka kazooie was not, mm-hmm. but it had people posing in the background. I was thinking more of the str- uh, more of the traveling stage thing. Right. I think right. I think representatives in the background will absolutely be a thing, <laughs> whether or not the stage is traveling. Okay. Um but I was thinking more of like, yeah, we've we've had a couple of traveling stages DLC already. Mm-hmm. But we could have a couple more. Yeah. Okay. Let's make some soundtrack predictions. Do some soundtrack talk. All right. So, Arm Soundtrack is really interesting. Yes. Uh, One, it's it's awesome. It's got a really great sound. Yeah. Very cool for fighting games. It's composed by two composers. uh, Atsuko Asahi. Uh, Both of these composers are kind of recent in the video game scene. Hmm, Like, last 10 years, I want to say. Cool. Uh, Atsuko Asahi, her most... Uh, notable credits include Mario Kart 8, all right, Super Mario Maker 2, mm-hmm. a couple of tracks in Animal Crossing New Leaf, okay, uh, mainly the retail theme and Bubblegum KK, wow,
1: which is one of
0: them, like one of like the best recent KK yeah. songs, yeah, right? really good, yeah. And she did the Smash 4 remix of Battle Reshiram Zekrom, okay, from Pokemon Black and White. So okay. she's she's got she's got some cool stuff under she her got belt, some bangers, yeah. yeah, some definite bangers. Yasuaki Iwata is the other person uh, who did the soundtrack for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Mario Kart 8. So this is not uh, Asahi and Iwata's first collaboration. Okay, right. Uh, He's he's done some music for Animal Crossing New Horizons, but we don't know what tracks Mm -hmm. he's done specifically yet. Still, though, I respect that. Yeah. Since there aren't really any new KK songs, it's likely that he did at least some of the the nine a.m., two right. a.m., like some of the, and that all that music in New Horizons has all been really good. I was gonna say, yeah. in particular, if he did seven a.m., then great, good, <laughs> good job. He also did the Smash Bros. Ultimate remix of Battle Island Kahuna ah, okay. from uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. So, uh, so yeah,
1: cool. Who would be the composer you would want the most to contribute a, a remix?
0: Ooh, I know we just got Yuzo Kashiro. But I think he'd be a great fit here. That was also who I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, uh, Hideki Naganuma. Who remind me who that is? Jet Set Radio. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Although Hideki Naganuma was going to contribute to Streets of Rage Four soundtrack and then had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe Hideki Naganuma would be unable to contribute to this. Also, even though he'd be a really great fit. Or maybe this was the scheduling conflict. That'd be cool. Yeah. I forget what the... Hmm, they they might have straight up said what the issue was. Yeah. Hideki Naganuma no longer composing Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack due to scheduling complications. Okay. So, maybe this, maybe this was a scheduling complication, but that would be odd if arm stuff was bumped up mm. from, you know, due to COVID complications. Right, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Hideki Naganuma would be really cool. Also... I just love to see what Yoko Shimomura does for any Smash oh, franchise. So,
1: like... Yeah, she could do a great work with arms. For yeah. Her. Here's a deep cut. Takenobu Mitsuyoshi. Ooh. who? So he's the guy who, if you've ever played Daytona USA and heard that song, Rolling Start, that's him. Okay. And he also did that insane F-Zero song where he's just, like, singing throughout the entire thing. The F-Zero meant Oh, yeah, Smash. F-Zero! Yeah. Um, and I would just love to hear him take the kind of like, oh, like uh-huh. arms theme and add wacky lyrics to it yeah. and sing it. Uh, yeah. I, I would like that.
0: Okay. I'd like that too. <laughs> so on that note, here's the thing about arms and its soundtrack mm-hmm. that I think is going to be really interesting to see what they do with it for Smash. There's a very iconic theme in arms. It's right. called it's called Grand Prix. It's the, it's just the title theme, and that's the whoa. Uh, it's it's that, and it's really good. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah, iconic. yeah, it's fucking great. Like, like probably one of the best like video game themes I've heard in like the last five years. Yeah, it's really good. However. Nearly every track in the entire game is a remix of the Grand Prix theme, <laughs> or uses it heavily as a right. motif. Like, like Spring Stadium is just a a straight up remix of Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Ribbon Ring is Ribbon Girl singing the theme, <laughs> like singing Grand Prix. Right. Uh, the the Twin Tels stage uh, has heavy usage of the Grand Prix theme. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, you know, it's like. If I'm like, I want to hear a remix of Spring Stadium, it's basically me saying, I want a no- right. I want a different <laughs> remix of the Grand Prix theme. Although I do kind
1: of like that, that would almost be like a weird art house challenge, you know? Like, let's see how these
0: ex-composers co- interpret this theme differently. That could be kind of neat. It could be kind of neat, yeah. I'd, it'd actually be hilarious if, like, we got the soundtrack and it was just, like, 15 different <laughs> remixes of the Grand Prix theme. right. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. There are some songs that don't really sound like Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some songs that don't really sound like Grand Prix, mm-hmm. or at least, like, only kind of use them, like, very subtly as lay motifs. Sure. Which is Ramen Bowl, Uh, which is Min Min's theme. Mausoleum, which is uh, Master Mummy's theme, mm-hmm. uh, It's actually got kind of a cool, like, uh, like, funky, uh, like, sound to it. <laughs> sure. Um and versus headlock, which is kind of the final boss theme, right? Uh, and that's that's got a cool sound to it, also. Here's what I think is actually gonna happen. I think that because Arms is first party, and there's not gonna be a lot of rights issues mm-hmm. like tangled up in all of this. Basically, I think we're going to get most of the Arms soundtrack just ported straight into Smash. Sure, I think. I think every, I think all 15 stage themes Mm -hmm. will be in the game. Most of them just kind of, just a straight, straight port of the music into the game. Okay. And I think we'll get, I don't know, between one and five remixes uh, bundled into that. I think we will get at least one remix of the Grand Prix theme. Mm -hmm. And... And hopefully there'll be some cool names attached to those remixes. Yeah.
1: I think that just, like, because of the nature of the soundtrack, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah,
0: same. Yeah, because, like, the Fatal Fury, like, the Terry Bogart had an absurd amount (laughs) of new songs. Yes. And I think because ARMS is a new franchise, and there won't be a lot of, like, rights entanglements, Mm -hmm. they'll at least have a bunch of songs. But I think because there's a possibility that Arms representation is being moved up from their initial schedule. Mm-hmm. They might not have a lot of time to sure. create new remixes and stuff. That's fair. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I feel like I feel like between 15 and 20 f- between 15 and 25 songs will be added to the game from Arms. Okay. And some of them will be remixes, but not a whole lot. I'm into that idea. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Do we have any more Arms thoughts?
1: Uh I like arms.
0: Yeah, it's a cool franchise. There will be a bite and bark spirit, where <laughs> bark is 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 duck hunt dog.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean there. I think if I had to design a bite and bark spirit, it would just be giant duck hunt that permanently is metal.
0: Oh yeah, yeah okay. Oh that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, I think I think we'll get like some arms costumes. Sure. Some more arms costumes, like I think a Minmin Min or TwinTel brawler costume. Okay. Even if Minmin Min herself and TwinTel herself are not playable, mm-hmm. will totally be a thing. Cool. Yeah, I like that. Cool that thought. Sweet. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh,
1: listener mail. Listener mail. Opening up that mail bag. It's open now. We're Reaching in. Oh, got
0: a letter. Who's it from, Daniel? Anyway, <laughs> so we already kind of talked about what Atlas Fathom said. Mm-hmm.
1: And thank you for writing in Atlas Fathom. Mm. Even if I'm not on board with your idea, I appreciate you contributing it to our discussion.
0: And thanks, Atlas Fathom, for actually bringing to my attention that Min Min won the Arms Party Crash Bash tournament. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah. that's good info. Yes. not in freak on Twitter says... Mm-hmm. I suspect that Nintendo could pull a fast one and introduce ARMS 2 with huh. a new character from that game
1: oh.
0: as the one coming to Smash to promote it. Huh. But who knows? A reminder that in the last episode, Sean and I talked about doing ARMS split screen. Right. Um, so Not Freak says... Also thought that top-slash-bottom split-screen verses would be perfect for you two, since Sean could just stand right behind Daniel without either of you getting in the way of one another (laughs) using the motion controls. I'm just, like,
1: jamming my fist into Daniel's shoulder blades. (laughs) Oh, sorry, man. (laughs) No,
0: you just go straight over him. That's that's not in Freak's argument. That's cute. Although, he goes on to say, this idea was ruined when I saw that the split screen is vertical. Ah, uh, c'est a- lovey. Anyway, interested to see what you think of the motion controls for it, because you had not played it at the time. Right, and I actually didn't use the motion controls. <laughs> I, just, I just used the analog sticks. Oh, okay. Huh. And I had a good time with that. That's cool, yeah. I didn't hate the motion controls when I used them, because okay. I, I did use them. Um. But it's nice that there's non-motion control options. I don't know if there were at launch, but... I mean, that's essential for the tournament scene. Yeah. What, non-motion controls? Yeah. Actually, every ARMS tournament I've seen, even after the the non-motion controls update, the motion controls have been mandatory. Because they give you a certain amount of uh, finesse over the ARMS that uh, you don't that you just don't have access to with the uh non motion controls.
1: I mean they should absolutely allow non motion controls then because you're just being a detriment to yourself if you choose them.
0: Uh yeah, so That's either they're mandatory or just no one uses them because they're so okay. much worse than the motion control options.
1: Well, I I like the non motion control options. I'm not big on flailing my limbs around. Well, yeah, but also you didn't try the motion control options. Yeah, I, d- I don't generally like motion controls in games. Sure, that's just been a true thing about me.
0: Sure, but like you know, I generally don't like uh, crab, but I will eat crab rangoon from time to time because it's a good implementation, a good implementation of crab. I
1: think crab rangoon is disgusting. It's like. I, I'm not a fan of anything that has cream cheese in it except for some very specific things, and Crab Rangoon is not one of those things.
0: Right, but you do have things with cream cheese in them that you enjoy, even though you don't enjoy cream cheese in general. This is not directly analogous to
1: motion controls, I just want to say that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, uh, thanks in Freak. Yes, thanks. And I'm not convinced that your name is not pronounced No Ten Freak. Who knows? It's a mystery. All right, next letter. <laughs> oh, I got it. Who's it from? Stop that. <laughs> read, read, read that! Read the letter, please. Stop. <laughs> uh,
0: Rod and Sue on Twitter says Max Brass is the character. He's important to the lore. Mm-hmm. He has a unique design. He was in the base game as the final boss, which I think helps him. Hmm. He could be a brand new heavy character that would add variety to the pass, and he can switch his arms. Sakurai said characters had to have unique gimmicks. Hmm. Also, I think that another Final Fantasy VII rep is likely for Fighter Pass 2. Oh. It's popular right now because of the remake, and there's barely Final Fantasy VII content in Smash, <laughs> so they could easily add in a small set of spirits and two more music tracks. Okay, He says, A.K.A. Tifa, Not Sephiroth, because he has a super huge sword, but if they work him into Smash, then Sephiroth or Tifa would fit perfectly into Smash and be unique characters.
1: I was actually thinking that if I, you know, if I were to add a character from Final Fantasy VII, particularly kind of out of the remake- you know, uh, roster Tifa would probably be who I would choose as well. Yeah. Um, because she basically is a fighting game character. Yes. So, you know, that's that done. Yeah,
0: and she's great. Tifa, yeah. Tifa's a great character. <laughs> Terry Seivertson on Twitter mm-hmm. says, I think Min Min will be the arms rep, and I believe that the arms rep is... Setting up Rayman to be a DLC fighter in Fighters (laughs) Pass 2, and I believe that the ARMS rep will be the last first or second party character joining Smash Ultimate's roster. Hmm, okay. And I believe that Fighters Pass 2 will be Min Min, Gino, Shantae, Rayman, either Ryu Hibusa, Crash Bandicoot, or Namco Bandai character, Mm -hmm. and Sora. okay. I don't agree with all of your picks, but I appreciate the boldness. Yes, very bold. Yeah. Yeah, very as, bold, as, as a
1: man who often makes bold predictions, sometimes nonsensical ones, <laughs> I I appreciate this.
0: Yeah. I still think uh, Shantae's most likely inclusion into Smash will be as a Mii Fighter costume. Yes, agreed. And honestly, if my Shiranui had trouble even getting put in the game as a background character... Mm-hmm. I wonder if Shante as a me fighter costume is even that likely. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our listener mails. Thanks, everyone, for sending stuff in. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, that stuff's always appreciated and fun mm. to read. We love reading. We love it. If you want... To see more of us anywhere, where we've been doing lots of stuff on the Patreon lately, mm-hmm. uh, Patreon.com/slash-beep-boop-group. Yes, uh, we have two exclusive podcasts on there right now. One that is our standard beep-boop soup. Mm-hmm. The other that is kind of a mini series where we are prepping for a tournament that got canceled because of coronavirus. <laughs> so uh, we're actually replacing that with a new mini series. That my fiance Amy Lee and I are gonna to do together. Right. And if you want to have input on what that podcast is gonna be about, there's going to be a poll that you can vote on. If you pledge at the two dollar or higher level, exciting, very exciting.
1: You could shape the fate of our lives. <laughs>
0: I sure. With a click of your mouse. I guess that's a very dramatic way to put it. But things you can... <laughs> will never be the same. Anyway, yeah, please do that if you want to, yeah. uh, you know, um, job security is is a thing I've been very worried about because of everything that's been happening. So yeah. anyone that wants to shoot us a dollar or two uh, would or be Or very, 20. Yeah, or 20. <laughs> if, if you do that, we'll even thank you at the end of yes. uh, like all of our podcast shit. I'll probably make a silly noise or something while I do it. You never do that. No. Anyway, yeah, that stuff like that would be super appreciated. Yes. I'm going to stop shilling now, but um, but thank you to everyone that helps us in that way. It's, yes. It's, it's really appreciated, especially right now. Yes, absolutely. Next time on A Smashing Theory. First off, we're going to take another three weeks to just catch up on stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Lots of stuff.
0: Yeah. Lo- yeah. Like, A, slow news week, so I don't know too much is going to happen in those three weeks. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, I'm, I'm behind on a lot of project things because I've been an essential worker this whole time. Yeah. And just like, which is terrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been tough. I've, I've been a little behind. So in another three weeks, our next episode will be June announcement predictions, 2020 part one. Okay, So that would usually be our E3 predictions episode, (laughs) but E3 does not exist this year. We already never again. (laughs) Well, they they've confirmed a 2021, I think. Oh, okay. Um, or have they? Hmm, hmm. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But we already have confirmations of like kind of replacement digital conferences from companies like Microsoft and Square Enix, right? And I'm sure other companies will follow suit very soon. Yeah. So we're still doing essentially our E3 predictions but for all of these digital announcements that will happen in June. right? Uh, part one will be all the non-Nintendo stuff. So Microsoft, mm-hmm. Square Enix. Sony. S- Sony's Sony's not doing anything. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was just throwing a name out there.
0: Yeah. Nah, I think Sony is straight up. Like, Sony wasn't even going to be at E3. Broderbund. Ugh. Sierra. I I love how when you're wrong about something quasi-reasonable, <laughs> you just throw bullshit out there. To, anyway, whatever it's uh, Atari. Anyway, co- we'll cover predictions for June announcements that for companies that are not Nintendo and that are not defunct and they're not defunct in three weeks' time. Yeah, and then after that will be our Nintendo predictions, right? Episode, and we know there will be some Nintendo announcements in June, also, mm-hmm. even if they're not kind of, even if they're not tying them to the whole E three thing, right? So, if you'd like to make Non-Nintendo big June announcement predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh you can tweet them at us at a smashing theory. Yeah. Give us a follow while you're at it. What? I'm
1: sorry. I just think about the defunct Company's gag again, and I don't know why it really got me that time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One minute. Awful. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh you can tweet at us at a smashing theory. Please give us a follow while you're at it. And You can send us an email at asmashingtheory at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'll feature our favorites on the pod. As we do. Per use. Yes. We will see you then with, I'm sure, a bunch of wacky-wack predictions. (laughs) Yes. And in the meantime, I hope that you all have a smashing time. Okay. That was normal for you.
1: Ah, well, you know, every now and again, I reel in my enormous arms and I say things with Uh, my mouth.
0: I'm glad your arms aren't attached to your head. Oh, no, but if they were, it wouldn't be a problem.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.
0: Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Ah, thank you, Lonald. Lonald, I don't think you've. I find it unlikely that you've played Arms. Uh, yes, same. But yeah. if you did, maybe you'd like it. Maybe. I. I don't know if you'd like Arms. I feel like you'd like some of the character designs. Sure. Yeah. Um. W- weird mechanically. Yes. Yeah. Very. But but neat. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Lonald. Thanks, Lonald. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. Nymph uh my fiance went to your village and got a big profit on turnips the
1: other week yes and to be clear this is an animal crossing not real life right we are not turnip salesmen
0: (laughs) he's not turnip salesman and we're staying indoors yes so i yes animal crossing yes uh but thank thanks for that Nim. you're a real one thanks for some money not for me special thanks to my fiance Amy Lee thanks Amy Lee who's both contributing to us in a really wonderful and special way and also just helping me with podcasts up behind the scenes yes uh, she's very good at it yeah if like if you've heard a recent episode of one of our podcasts, chances are that Amy has edited it yeah while I'm I'm just falling behind on all this crap <laughs> uh, thank you so much Amy I love you so much you much are the much best. you're the best special thanks to mr. cool red Luigi Wow
1: I wish that you you listeners could see my face whenever I get ready for that because it is like I'm trying to travel through time by pooping really hard. Oh
0: man, I was going to mention poop. <laughs> yeah. I beat you to it. But th- thanks, Royce. Congratulations on finally buying Animal Crossing. Yes, I will look forward to seeing what your village looks like. Yeah, and your, your impressions are are heavily awaited in our yes. discord channel agreed which anyone can check out at the five dollar or higher level yeah just pa- patreon.com slash group just do five dollars get discord for hours or i mean you know uh, yeah, longer than hours. yeah yeah it's just really an indefinite period of time yeah pretty much and special thanks to mr Goober-mania. goober mania goober goober i can't believe the special
1: thanks is almost uber by uber i mean over
0: I definitely feel like kind of like a decline. I would just like
1: to remind you that the one time you tried to do this, it sucked. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be your job, Sean. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't have to do your job, but you should do your job. Well, Mr. Mania, I would like to thank you. Daniel's too busy complaining. Thank you, Mr. Gooper
0: Mania. Whoa, who was that? It wasn't Daniel. (laughs) Also, when I did it the one time, it was very cool and good. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a, a mini special thanks for now. These This will officially kick in next month, mm-hmm. but we just got a special thanks pledge from Cool Gabe.
1: Hey, Cool Gabe! So
0: starting next month, we'll be special thanking him as well. Very cool of you, Gabe. The coolest. Yeah. Thanks for being cool, Gabe. Yeah, thanks for being Gabe, Cool anyway uh when we special thank you for
1: real it'll be less dumb than that i hope well i mean my mr gooberania track record who knows? yeah like.
0: i will not make that promise <laughs> cool gay, okay? but thank you for pledging yes we appreciate it if you also would like to pledge to us uh 20 or more patreon.com slash Boot group mm-hmm. will special thank you yeah you if you're listening to this you probably get the drill by now <laughs> but if you don't have the drill by now now you have it Yeah. thanks to all
1: of our patrons thanks guys Bye. Bye.